Mimosas with Michael. Mimosas with Michael. Mimosas with Michael. Hello everybody, it's Michael Cologne with Mimosas with Michael. I feel like every time you guys see me, I'm sitting in a different area of the house. Um, today I have all my horror stuff, um, just because I was sitting outside and then the neighbors decided to do construction. So, um, But I wanted you to be able to hear my guest today, who's, it's Anna Pepe, right? Am I saying that right? Yeah, Anna Elena Pepe, yeah. Oh, well, it's a pleasure to meet you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, yeah. My pleasure. So most people need to know that right now you are in London. Yes, I am. Yeah. And I'm in the City of Angels. So. But it's quite um, sunny here today. Like, um, it's like 30 degrees that's, uh, Celsius. It's, it's kind of impressive. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. well, that's actually kind of good for London because London's usually cold and wet. That's what yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I don't know if you know, by the way, it's so weird to have a printer here, but this is, I, I have a home office, so it's like, I work from home, so I don't have a lot of places to like set up a, a shop for video. I'm gonna have to focus that on that this year is finding a place to like. Um, but that's not the point. So, um, so you're in London. I didn't tell you this, but I actually went to London two years ago. Um, I celebrated my birthday there, so I took myself to London, and I love London. Love it. I taught. I ended up becoming a guest of a film school there, and so I got to talk to the film school, which is Central Film School. Okay. Because um, one of the teachers there is a script supervisor. Like I was a script supervisor for years, and um, my union president here in Los Angeles worked on Star Wars, and so this particular script supervisor had done second unit. So we met up, and she's like, "Oh, you're you're a filmmaker from Los Angeles. You should come talk to the school." And then I connected her with. Um, I have a friend who's a producer for the BBC there. So, and I don't know if you know this, but when I was there two years ago. I actually did an episode of Mimosas with Michael there with, um, okay. yeah, this gentleman, um, he's really, it was really called cool. P it was called Pimps with Michael. Yeah. It was called what? Pimps. You know, yeah, here exactly. they. <laughs> well, actually, I, I did it with this gentleman and we ended up drinking tea. Very English, okay. I know. And I had a little, just a little recorder. We were just going back and forth. It was really a lot of fun. And I met this really awesome, um, musician out there by the name of Nick Zara who um, has a very Ed Sheeran feel and so I met him one night I was staying with a friend in Twickenham and we were out in I want to say Richmond does that sound familiar yeah 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 so we were out and we just met and he's been on the show so you know I've had many people from across the globe mostly from London because I have a lot of London people there so all right I talked more it's an episode about you and I was talking I'm sorry no, no, I'm glad you enjoy London. Oh, I, I want to go back. I was supposed to be in London in April, but with COVID-19, I was taking my father for his birthday. We had to postpone our trip. Mm. So you have to show me all the cool places and bars to go to. Yeah, yeah. So you and I were in a movie together. Well, not together, but we're in the same movie, The Central Authority. Yes. And you did a scene with my roommate, Lachelle. 
Yeah, she was great. I really enjoyed working with her. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Yeah, she she and I are about to do a project. Um, I do this horror web series I've been writing about. I've been writing a horror web series with my friend about the quarantine, and we need more actors. And now that Los Angeles has opened up more, I'm able to get on set now. So she and I will be acting in another movie. But um, without going into too much detail, because we can't give it a lot away, um, what was your experience like doing a socially distanced movie? It was great because I, I actually got to work, you know, even if we were in quarantine. Yeah. And uh, I think it's, you know, who would have thought? <laughs> I did a movie with, you know, a lot of people from all over the world. I got to create, like, uh, my character was called Dr. Zibaga. Um, she is the sexual uh, expert for the central authority, which is like um, oh, nice. this uh, organism that controls this dystopian reality, uh, yeah. guides this movie. Um, and I had a lot of fun because it's exactly like my kind of humor. Uh, I like satire. Uh, yes. I like improvisation. Um, I'm not like the most politically correct person you can encounter usually. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so, you know. No judgment here. From, from, coming also, you know, from the, the British humor, you know, Monty Python, you know, that, that was, you know, I grew up with that kind of uh, uh, British satire. So I really loved that we could explore this uh, in this movie. And it was just, uh, it was just very, very exciting to be able to be creative uh, during quarantine and be free. Also, we were giving like um, uh, an idea of what our character was going to be. But with Lichelle, we could like improvise. Uh, we could build our own sketch, you know, and uh, usually you are not so it's not so easy that you've been given that kind of freedom. Yeah. It's usually so rigid. It's like you have line, which is a good thing, but it's, it's also nice to have the opposite side where you can just sort of, I, I understand cause I'm not like, I didn't come out here to be an actor. I came out here to be a writer. Um, and then I fell into directing, but I do like that every once in a while I'm able to jump in front of the camera cause it helps me really understand the process. And in this case, I mean, I was like given, you know, I was I, I didn't have my own show. I was a guest on one, sort of similar, I think, to what you did. And so I had to, like, make up a character based on this other person's segment, which was so fascinating to be able to do because it's not something I get to do often, both in front and behind the camera. So for me, I got a lot out of it. So I can only imagine, as somebody who, who acts all the time, how nice it is to really, like, to, to sort of um, – What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, work on a different sort of acting muscle that you don't normally get to work on. Yeah, I do write as well. Uh, so I really enjoy that. Oh, good. Um, the part of like, you know, be free to like develop, develop the character further and see, okay, what, what can she say? How can, you know, how does she see the world? And okay, exactly. I can do this now. You know, <laughs> nobody's telling me this is their script. And you know, I can't yeah. touch this. It's kind of fun. And then you're like a small piece of this bigger puzzle, which is kind of fun too, you know? What, um, so what do you write then? Because you said you write. Yeah, I, I write mostly uh, comedies. 
I'm a comedy writer. Yeah, I'm a comedy writer. Um, I, you know, I have a TV series that's been is in development in Italy, um, which is oh, a musical comedy, and then a film in the UK. Um, I write like a comedy, but uh, there's always like a deeper um, meaning to it. Like okay. I try to use humor. I try to use humor to open people's heart so I can deliver oh, a powerful message. You know, they laugh, they get distracted. And in the, at the yeah. same time, I try to say something important. <laughs> so I try to talk about immigration, integration of cultures. Oh, nice. um, okay. What like uh, resonates with me, but always in a, a light, but not superficial kind of way, you know. At least this is my mission that I don't know if I accomplish it, but you know, this was this is what drives me in a way. Well, I feel like that's important because if if people can laugh while they're learning, then they feel less like they're learning, right? So you're not like you're not necessarily preaching at them, you're more like, hey, I think that's one thing I love about British humor in a sense is I wish I could learn how to do that, but it's like. You kind of, that it's very satirical, like you said. It's like we poke fun at something, we're making fun of it, but also here's a message we want to deliver. And I think people, I think an audience is more apt to um to to listen to that because they're not feeling pressured to like learn something. They're just like, oh, that was entertaining, and I really had no idea that like this is what happened to women, mm -hmm. or this is you know. So that's that's awesome that you're able to do that. Well, I try. I hope I'm successful. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> but we, we're all just trying. I saw you know that's all we can do. But, you know, sometimes it's like it's about the journey. It's like getting there. It's like the, even the lessons you're learning along the way, I think, are important. Yeah, I think writing for me is like, um, it's always been like, um, at least I can create my own world, you know? I've always yeah. felt like a bit of an, an outsider because yeah, I was born in Italy, but then I moved to the UK when I was very little. And, you know, mm. so I wasn't, you know, fully Italian, but I wasn't fully British. And, then, you know, when I'm in the US, I'm not American. So it's always like, uh, you know, this outsider point of view. But then there was a point in which I, I thought, okay, I can use this, you know, I can yeah. use this, and you know, to write. And... Um, and when you write, you actually create your own world and nobody can say anything and everything makes sense for you in that world. So. Yeah, because that world has its own set of rules. Yeah. What part, what part of Italy are you from? Because I was supposed to, like, on a, this trip, I, was, I they got postponed. Italy was one of the countries I was supposed to go to for the first time. I've never been. But what part of Italy are you from? Uh, my city is called Ferrara and it's near Bologna, uh, okay. between Bologna and Venice. Um, the middle north, I would say. Okay. Well, we do plan on going. We do plan on going when, when, I mean, I, I think even most travel bans to the UK from the US probably won't even be lifted till the end of summer. It seems like. So. Mm. I'm pretty much. No, I think I'll go soon. I'll go soon. Like it, it looks like in June, July, we will be able at least from the UK to go to Italy, so I will probably oh, go to visit my parents. Yeah. I think I within Europe, maybe the travel ban will be lifted a bit sooner than, you know, internationally. Yeah, I mean, we can still travel within the U.S., but I, I don't know if, if how it will be traveling to other countries. I mean, I think they're still trying to figure that out. So I think, I think I'm just going to have to wait to travel, which I love traveling. I love 
I love it so much. Last year I traveled a lot. This year, you know, I mean, I was in Mazatlan, Mexico, with my roommate. Um, not Lachelle. We have another roommate who was also in the Central Authority. Um, but we ended up because we have our birthdays in February, so we went to Mazatlan, and like right when we got back was right around the time we went into quarantine. So it was like I was lucky, and I feel like I'm one of the few people that hasn't had their birthday in the quarantine. Like I have all my friends, <laughs> all my family, their birthday's been under quarantine. So I actually got to celebrate. I feel a little guilty about that. But what has what has quarantine been like in the in the UK for you guys? I would say no Zoom parties for you. <laughs> no, a real one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, there's been Zoom graduations and there's been Zoom parties. Like my niece graduated from college and they had the graduation over over Zoom, which was interesting because we could play like they had this little video we could play. We could all chat about it. It's very interesting. We're we're definitely in a different world right now. But so to answer your question, uh, quarantine in the UK was fine. Like we were not as um, you know closed up as other countries. Like we were not so restricted. To be honest, like we could go out once a day for exercise. Oh, good. Okay. Um, you know, we could go to the supermarket. In Italy, my friends had to always have a piece of paper with them, like with a certification on why they were going, getting outside of the house. Oh, goodness. we were not like you know that strict in the UK. Um, nowadays, we don't know what we're doing really because <laughs> we've been <laughs> very confused about yeah. what we should be doing. Um, Same but, year, I think. Yeah. It's uh, becoming about individual responsibility, I feel. So you know that there is this virus. You know what you have to do to avoid it. And uh, you should care for yourself and others. Yeah. That's the idea. So when, so when it comes to writing, because um, I know you mostly do comedy, have you, have you tried to do anything else? Because like, I mostly write horror, but I also do other other genres but it's just like horror is like what i'm known for so you're comedy but have you ever explored other avenues when it comes to your writing and or acting no yeah acting everything uh actually is easier that you know i've been called in to do a dramatic role um okay okay um or horror or you know i've, I've done all of that um i i think if it changes a bit by country I think in Italy I might do more comedy, and then in the in 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 England then it's more drama. In the U.S. there's more uh, genre, so there's a lot of you know horrors, sci-fi, so it's more varied. So I think it changes a bit with with the country. And that's for acting, right? Yes, for acting. That's interesting uh, how versatile you can be based on on the region. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, that's really nice. <laughs> and uh, writing-wise, obviously, I studied. You know, you study everything when you're training. Um, I've written also uh, a couple of uh, adaptation. That's what I like. Uh, you know, from books. Okay. Uh, or uh, historical dramas, or since I have um, I have a degree in science. Sometimes, you know, if there's something that, you know, medical-based or scientific, there's a scientific background, 
uh, I, you know, I might get hired to do that. Uh, well, so what science? Uh, biotechnology. Oh, wow, good for you. Nice. And mm, yeah, so I will say when I say write, I'm a comedy writer, I, those are maybe if I need to sit down and really think about a project that I want to create from beginning to finish. Yeah. What, what is that inspires me? What kind of story I want to tell? And then there's usually a story and uh, that, you know, as a depth, but then I always try to find the humor in it, basically. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then as an actress, is there a particular role you'd love to play that maybe you haven't played yet? Like, have you ever thought about that? So the roles that I seem to enjoy more is like uh, the ones that are uh, more far away from me. Uh, so oh, they challenge um, you. Yeah, they, they challenge me and they, they go opposite, like, who I am. Yeah. Um, I'm a quite, you know, reserved person, warm, kind of. Not quiet, but you know. Um, so I, in, lately, I've been uh, I, I've been playing the killer quite a lot, like the innocent Good. beast, you know, the one that you wouldn't expect. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Good for um, you. Um, you know that you wouldn't suspect, but you know, <laughs> will kill you with a smile, kind of thing. Um, so it's something I really enjoy, and I think. Uh, to build on that, I would like to be a boss, like a mafia boss. Or, oh, really? You know, somebody, yeah, somebody was the head of a criminal organization. Okay. Because okay. we kind of portray them usually as this kind of like, uh, you know, De Niro slash Al Pacino tough people. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, there's no reason why that it couldn't be like a female leader. Yeah. That, you know, um, you know, the first sight doesn't seem that evil, <laughs> you know? Right, yeah. Or, you know, and all of a sudden, yeah. That's actually yeah, kind of, that'll be I, fun. Yeah, because I do, I'm also a coach and I, I do like um, uh, teach female leadership all over the world. I do workshops. and uh, well, That's very I, fascinating. And I try <laughs> to inspire people. Uh, to be your own leader, you know, you, you, as you are, you don't need to think that, you know, being a, a female leader means to be this alpha male character. Uh, as long as you are, you know, self-confident in what you're doing, people will follow you. And I think that, you know, dramatically wise, will mm -hmm. be interesting to apply this to, you know, a criminal organization, you know, in That's, obviously fictionally. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely <laughs> fictionally. But that'd be kind of fun to explore. Okay. Just, just for clarification, it's only fictionally. <laughs> I like that. I like that you got to clarify. Um, you know, I do find it. So I, in the film industry, I, the job that I, I did for a long time as a script supervisor is mostly a predominantly female role. But I find that a lot of women now are taking over roles that are considered predominantly male, like grips, electric, which I, you know, I, I think it's fascinating. But it's, it's, it's interesting to hear you say that um, when you say women need to be confident, they, that I find that I think sometimes women find that they have to act like a man. And I could be wrong, so please tell me if I'm incorrect. But I feel like they have to act like a man to get a man's attention. 
to, to show them that they're more of a boss. But I agree with more of what you're saying, that they just need to be more confident because um, – Yeah, you need really... to find your own way to, to, to be a leader, yeah. I think. That's – you know, you need to go – on that journey of self-confidence, yeah. but it doesn't, that it, does, it doesn't mean that you need to imitate, you know, somebody else's style of yeah. leadership. Yeah, like At that. the same time, like, as we can see that, you know, there's a lot of uh, male leaders who are not behaving as the typical alpha male, um, yeah, I'm I don't not know, an alpha male uh, Wall Street, uh, Wall Street, uh, asshole. can we say that word? No. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> You're fine. I don't, this is the internet. I, you know I, I have the kind of writing. Don't worry. I curse like a sailor. But so then I, I, have, a, I have a sort of... You know, there's all, there's all, there are also other models of leadership right now. You know, that is yeah. also so 90s. You know, we're past that. But I feel like, you know, it's interesting. A lot of older males, probably white, and I can say that because I'm white, but are kind of like, I don't know if they're intimidated, but they don't really like being, you know bossed i guess boss i use it as quotes but bossed around by a woman so like how do you approach that because now i personally don't mind i mean i've had female bosses before i i have no issue with that person but i feel like an older generation is kind of maybe be taught that way so how do you how do you teach women to deal with like men like that well i think uh you know obviously it's a long process but what i would say is always like there's always a hook you know, there's always a reason why a person could come towards you. And uh, you just need to find what is the common ground. Even if, you know, the other person could be, you know, irritated or annoyed by the simple fact that you are in charge because you're a woman. Yeah. You can go past that if you show them that you have a common vision, like you want the same thing, you know, okay. and uh, you can help him in getting what he wants. Uh, oh, okay. So, you know, <laughs> so I always ask, what's the hook? You know, how can I, you know, get that person to come towards me? Yeah. I think in general, you know, when they teach us, you know, and religion, religion, uh, classes like treat the other person as you want to be treated uh, it's more it's that is wrong. my goal it's, that's how uh, i live my life it's wrong it's uh, treat the other person as they want to be treated because oh, personality personality wise yeah they might be different from you oh and I if you that. if if you understand how they function then you can you know have a way in uh, yeah, I used to take a lot of uh, communication courses, I, per se, when I was working at a full-time job. And they say that, like, some people are just want bullet points. and they just, they just want the facts. You come in and you just boom, boom, boom. And then some people, you got to approach them differently because it's like, you know, they might need paragraphs of why. Some people might be a little more sensitive, so you got to approach that. So that's – I like that you, that you have that approach. That's great. So I would suggest that. If somebody is, like, uh, throwing an attitude at, um, at you – First thing, don't assume that it's you, you know, maybe it's just, it's just projecting, you know, ah, he has, okay. you know, his own thing going on. Yeah. If it is you at the end of the day, there's always a way in that you, you, you can find for which, you know, he might need yeah. you. So just, you just need to be careful, not your ego to get in the way. 
Because if you start like going like, oh, this person treats me badly, blah, blah, blah. Why? Why me? Why is it like that? Then you go into a spiral of like self-loathing that's not going to help you. Yeah, I am not a big fan of ego, so <laughs> I love to hear you say that. And, you could pro and it's probably great how much you can apply all this to both your, your acting and your writing. Yeah, 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 it's really helpful, actually. I would imagine. That's so fascinating. Look at all these layers you have. I love it. It's so fascinating. I think in general, I was, I was uh, saying it this in another interview uh, some days ago. I think in general, as actors, we have this um, ability to put ourselves in somebody else's shoes. But I would imagine you get there as a writer, though, too. As I'm a writer right as well. Yeah. But if everybody could do that, then we will have such a much, a much better society. Like if you start thinking, you know, this person who, you know, I can't stand, but why is he behaving that way? You know, what's happening? How is his life? What if yeah. I, you know, if I will be in his shoes, how would I behave and all that? If we do a bit of that, like uh, we, you know, uh, there will be much less hatred, I feel. Mm. A very, a very powerful statement. I agree with that actually. Where can um, where can people find you? Like where? What is your socials? Um, Instagram. It's uh, Anna Elena Pepe, A W N A E L E N A P E P, and uh, there's Facebook as well. Um, uh, Twitter is Anna E Pepe. Okay, we'll put all that down on the show notes uh, too. So yes, yes, yes. And people can find you on the end the the Central Authority. Central Authority, IMDb. Any other projects coming out that you want to tell us about? We'd love to hear it. Um. Yeah. Well, I have um um basically um a pilot that went to is a short film okay. uh, that you know went to the cinema actually in in Italy like has been uh, selected to you know. To go before you know a full-length film oh, uh, during okay. Christmas awesome. time, yeah. So um, and and that's also being developed into a web series, and it's okay. called uh, Totoi Diana. It's about Italians in London, uh, and it's about you know two people very different. Uh, Diana is um, uh, a hairdresser that just arrived in London, while Toto has been in London for thirty years. So we talk about two uh, generations of immigrants, uh, what it means to be an immigrant, and also like how, you know, maybe an immigrant that's just arrived is, you know, full of enthusiasm and, you know, but also has a lot of obstacles while uh, somebody like Toto has been in London for 30 years, like it's, um, it's settled, but at the same time, he will never be British, you know? Yeah. So there's a sense of belonging that he's lacking. Um, so it's, it's about friendship uh, between two people that are very different for status, uh, uh, personality, um, backgrounds. But at the same time, they learn from each other. As like, you know, in Italy, once we had like uh, something called uh, bottega or bar, like a little oh, cafe really? where yeah. the people from the old village will be, will be together. So you will have the old guy interacting with the young girl. And, you know, it, it, there is a, a knowledge that passed through generations. And yeah. I think we are kind of losing that. But I think 
generations oh, can help are. each other. Yeah. So it's a, it, it's a story about this. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I wrote it uh, together with the other protagonist, uh, who is Marco Gambino, and with uh, Ciccio Bozzi, who is like um, the, uh, the author of a famous uh, comedian, uh, Fiorello, in, in, in Italy. Uh, so we, you know, and, and this is coming out, and it's kind of exciting. Uh, and then I also have um, a short film that it's coming up. Um, it's called Agatha, and talks about, you know, immigration and violence against women, but again, in a kind of a light, but I hope powerful way. Oh, that and, sounds amazing. Thank you. A, and then I'm filming in LA, if, you know, if we can shoot uh, one day. <laughs> I, look, I, I think they're definitely finding ways to, to, to open up the industry. So I think, I think it'll happen. They're really finding yeah. ways to open so, the industry. It's, it's, it, it's not that they don't want to film. It's that they want to find ways to do it safely, especially because a lot of people on set, we get so close. I mean, it's an intimate environment in a lot of ways, uh, especially between actors. So they're just trying to find ways to do that safely. But their goal is to do it. Hopefully by the end of summer, people will start being on set more. Bigger shows, I mean, a lot bigger shows. So, um, Before we wrap up, because we do have to go soon, is there any advice you'd like to give or share uh, with the audience? Like if you find that, especially, you know, maybe uh, like actors, a younger... Actors in, actors in general or... Uh... I, I mean, let's just say, like, you know, if you, you, you see a young... Like you're, you're asked this question. I was th think of it as like maybe you're at a Q&A and let's say another young, young um, Italian girl is like, what advice can you give me? I mean, I, it doesn't necessarily have to be acting or writing. It's just like, I want to be in the entertainment industry. I want to tell stories. What advice would you give this person? I would say take obstacles to, as opportunities. Like when you see an obstacle, instead of saying, Oh, why me? Why this happened to me? Say yes, me. <laughs> okay. Okay. This thing yeah. happened and I'm going to overcome it because I'm bigger than this, you know? So I'm just going to make, I'm just going to use this as an opportunity to become better, a better person, a better artist. Uh, but this obstacle doesn't define me. It doesn't define my mission. It doesn't define, you know, my identity or what I can do. So get out of the way, bitch. <laughs> Truer <laughs> words. I love that. I love it. You don't have to get a shirt that says that. Get out of my way, bitch. Um, well, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing that. That's really sage advice. I, I will tell you that even. And also, an if I can, if I can add that you are part of the world, you know, you're not alone in this world. So you're part of a movement. So be nice to people. Uh, if, you, if you can help somebody, help them, you know, with nothing else in mind. Uh, just, um, can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah everything's fine. For a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, just, you know, think yourself as a part of this world. And so help the movement in general. I love it. Amazing advice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, so many amazing things happening for you. I can't wait to, um, to revisit this again in the future and see where you are uh, in your career. And then um, please look for Anna in the Central Authority. Uh, and we'll put more of, of your work and stuff in the show notes so people can check out your work. 
So yes, thank you so much, and oh, my, uh, hopefully see you in LA when I if I manage mm -hmm. to come back. Or hope <laughs> and hopefully you, I can see you in in London or Italy as well. In London, yes, yeah, of course. Well, thank you. Um, thank you, everybody. This is Michael Cologne with Mimosas with Michael. Again, uh, thank you to Anna, Elena, Pepe. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. And you, you can find the show on, um, we're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and we're also available at mimosaswithmichael.com. Thank you very much, everybody. Have a great day. <laughs>